Good morning, my beautiful people. Happy Sunday to all of you. It's your girl, Super Cindy, and welcome to Community Matters. And this morning, you know, every Community Matters episode, we talk to all the organizations and nonprofits that are doing so many good things in our community. And this morning, we have a very special nonprofit in the in the building from the Children's Bereavement Center, and we're going to find out what exactly is their mission. We have the CEO, Ms. Deborah Albo-Steiger. Good morning, Deborah. How are you? Good morning, Super Cindy. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, 99 Jams. Oh, yes. I am so excited about getting the word out about the Children's Bereavement Center because as an adult, grief is something that has hit me since 2019 when I lost my mom and my grandmother the same week. And I know with so many issues and deaths and accidents and murders and everything, children are in that mixture. So can you please, first of all, explain what is the mission and what is the Children's Bereavement Center? Well, thank you again. And mm-hmm. Children's Bereavement Center is uh, has been around since 1999. We started in Miami-Dade County and mm-hmm. served Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach. And our mission is to ensure that grief support is free for all. Mm-hmm. We want to ensure that after the loss of a loved one due to death, mm-hmm. of any reason for any person, that that person is able to contact us and receive free grief support. Wow. Like, you know, um, I've been asked in the past about, you know, where can they go to get grief counseling and then the next thing they say is I don't have insurance and like for you to say free so how did the Children's Bereavement Center come about like you being the CEO that means you thought of it created it and started it or I, I, I am not that that lucky okay. no it was, it was our, our but you're the boss now I'm so a, <laughs> two, two of our co-founders started it back in 99 because mm. they were in mental health and saw a lot of children who were losing parents mm. and they didn't know where to go so what they did was they started with a very small group of children mm-hmm. who lost a parent and they saw such a success in the children knowing they weren't alone because that's the worst feeling after you experience a loss, knowing that you have other people who who have some understanding of what you're going through. Yeah. So back in 1999, we started it with children. Within a year, there were 100 invo- involved. And then after that, we expanded to teens and adults. And now each year we serve approximately a thousand children, teens wow. and adults who've experienced the loss of a loved one. And it's grief support. So it's peer to peer, which is different because in South Florida and around the world still, it's mm-hmm. tough to say I'm going to go to therapy or counseling. Definitely. Grief support is different. It's actually peer to peer. So it's more you're speaking to your peers and that makes it much easier and a, an easier pill to swallow, if I can say, because what, it's easier to, to say I'm going to grief support. Yeah. When you're saying you're speaking to your peers, what does that mean for as a child? Like, who are they speaking to? Great question. It's other children their age. So we segment it by age, lower mm-hmm. elementary, upper elementary, middle, and then teenagers. They speak to themselves. So it's it's a, somebody else who's had a loss. Maybe um, there's a 10-year-old oh, wow. girl in the group who lost her mom. And then there's a nine year old boy in the group who lost his dad and they're all together in that group and then we segment through our lift from loss program by adults and so we have adult groups that meet throughout the week as well every week for free again and those individuals can come for any reason um, of a loss so for example we have a group specifically for perinatal and infant loss for moms and dads who lost a baby and in the first year of life or during pregnancy they had a loss 
And we also recently started a group in both English and now Spanish for child loss, a parent who's lost a child of any age. So mm. we, we take our work very seriously. We know how important it is not to feel alone when you're grieving. Yeah. So those individuals in the group are truly peers. It's somebody else who has experienced a loss. When it comes to the children, like sometimes, especially in tragic situations, I find that, and please tell me if I'm wrong, that children tend to shut down because they don't know how to process the sadness, the grief, the shock or whatever their situation is. So how, like, do the kids meet first? Like if it's two kids or is it more than two kids in a room? It's a group of children who have suffered loss. How does the ice get broken? Is an adult in there helping them break it or how does that work? Yes, I'm very happy to explain that because I did this myself. So there's facilitators in the room. Mm. And so those facilitators are individuals who can be a mental health professional. We always make sure to have one. I'm a licensed clinical social worker myself, so mm. I led a group. And the co-facilitator is a volunteer, both of which have gone through our training, which is really important to be grief informed. Mm. And they're there not so much to lead the conversation, but to guide it. And with the children, you bring up an excellent point. It is very challenging to talk about those hard feelings of grief. Mm -hmm. So we have art and music therapists that also come to the group. And those art and music therapists make, and especially with radio, you know this, music is very powerful. And so they they help break the ice through art and music activities. And we found it so helpful for children and teens that even in our adult groups, every once in a while, we'll have our art and music therapists come because it's hard for adults, too, to talk about those heavy feelings. So the Children Bereavement Center is for... Children from what age to what age? Starting at age four. Mm-hmm. So Children's Bereavement Center, we serve children, teens, and adults starting age four. And then our Lift from Loss Adult program is young adults and adults of any age and any type of loss due to death. So we, we do see the whole the whole stream of people. Mm. And that's really important to us and part of our model because we don't want, for example, a child to experience a loss of a parent to come to group and then that mom or dad or whoever else, the grandparent, who's a caregiver, not also have the language to mm. speak about the loss. So you imagine how isolating it would be for the child to get to a group, feel really good, leave the group, and Go that home. person is an adult mm-hmm. who's like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That actually creates more of a, a, a friction between the two. So in our model, we encourage the adult and the child to go to their separate groups, not together, yeah, but separately. But at the same time, but just in a separate group or yes, whatever the situation exactly. is. Exactly. Wow. When when someone is grieving, like what is because you know, someone expects like, I just want this over with, I want this feeling to end. How do you get through to a child and as you said, the adults, like The way I feel about grieving, because I lost my mom and my grandmother the same week back in 2019, and I'm still grieving. There's days that I'm in the bank and I'm just crying, and I'm like, oh, my God, I miss them. And I feel like people need to be kind to themselves and know that there's not, like, a deadline of how far ahead you can cry. How do you explain that to a child and then also, I guess, they're adults? Yeah, you that... summarized that very well, that it, <laughs> there is no deadline for mm. it. And and there's a, there's a misconception 
uh, that people often say, oh, the, the stages of grief. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard that before. And it's mm-hmm. like psychology 101 or in high school, we learn about yep. that. And actually, when Dr. Keebler-Ross made that, it was for our own loss and mortality, mm-hmm. not someone else's. So truly, there are no stages and there's no deadline. So for example, somebody could feel um, uh, very sad in a moment, then angry, mm-hmm. then accepted and back to sad all in the same 10 minutes. And what you just That's described true. about the loss, especially when you've had two losses in a week, that's very traumatizing. That can be triggered at a bank. Um, listening at a grocery store, you hear a song that reminds you of your mom. Definitely. And it doesn't matter if it was last week or 10 years ago. The grief doesn't necessarily go away. And what our groups show us is that we want to keep their memories alive. Mm-hmm. And it's about remembering them with others. And that helps us process the grief. But you're right. There is no expiration date. And we tell that to the kids. It's okay to feel sad, even if it's been a year or 10 years. And what we're trying to do as a community is become more grief informed. And we've really pushed our trainings on that. Mm-hmm. What happened in the last few years is we've seen after the pandemic such a rise, of course, in death. Yeah. And as a community, if we're all more grief informed, then truly we're all more sensitive to each other. So there isn't someone saying, hey, why aren't you over that yet? As a community, we need to say, oh, no, I understand why you're not over that yet. What can I do mm-hmm. to be here for you? Wow. And how can a, a parent or guardian get their child and themselves involved in, you know, attending help? We classes? try to make this as simple as possible. So as you mentioned before, we're free. So there's no need for insurance. There's no need for a payment. People can call us also at any time. We're not a bereavement center that limits the time. So yes. it could be last week. It could be last year. It could be 10 years ago. And you decide I'm ready for grief support. Mm. So they can call a phone number. They can send an email or they can go on our website. Any of those things are fine. And our grief support groups are year round, which is really nice. Oh, Oftentimes bereavement centers only operate on the school schedule. That's not us. So we understand grief does not take um, a summer break. Okay. And because Holidays, of that, everything, yes. summertime, like. And it's so yeah. important to have mm. that consistency. And, and we don't, we keep attendance, but it's not for purposes of saying, oh, you missed two weeks, you're not allowed back in. Not at mm. all. There are people that will take a break and maybe it's the person's birthday and they really need that support and they'll come back two months later. Or it's the death anniversary a year later and they're, they say, I need this group okay. and they'll come back a year later. So all they need to do is call us. It's 1-888-988-5438. And they can visit our website at childbereavement.org. And they can email us as support at childbereavement.org. But the number is 888-988-5438. And even on Christmas and New Year's, we make sure to have our intake line open. It's Mm -hmm. not 24-7, but it's Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Because if it's Christmas in particular, Mm -hmm. we see people really suffering. It's not a happy holidays for everyone. And we want to make sure that people can call us. And if they want to schedule a time to come to one of our groups, they can. Where does the Children's Bereavement Center get its funding? Like, is is it and is it only based in Miami Dade or like who do you help? I, I get that question a lot, especially mm-hmm. as CEO, and that's a great question. So our funding primarily is through private uh, private grants, mm. family foundations, and then we do some events throughout the year. We are about to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Woo, woo. Congratulations really on that! Thank wow. you. So on April the sixth in um, Hollandale, we'll be 
be celebrating with our annual um, event, but it's going to be a 25th anniversary. So that That's helps bring in funding. Yes. And then we get some, a tiny bit of government funding, but mm-hmm. really it's, it's people in the community, oftentimes who've been through our groups who yeah. want to donate. But we never ask our current group members to donate. That's just not something we do. So we want to make sure that people know that they do not need to pay us anything at all. Uh, but the community at large does support us very well, and we appreciate it. We serve Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach. Yes, I, I love that. It's important because a grief, well, first of all, with the unaffordable housing crisis, people are moving across our all counties. Over the place. And so we don't ever want to stop someone just because they move a zip code. Mm-hmm. Um, the other nice thing about our groups is that since the pandemic, when and everyone used that famous word of pivoting online. <laughs> we continue to offer our services online. So oh. what's very nice about that is that we actually are offering outside of the Tri-County area too. Mm. And we're seeing an increase in people contacting us because, for example, our perinatal infant loss group, that's a pretty unique group and not a lot of organizations offer it. So we have people from across the country who's joined us as well. I love the fact that you guys have opened the doors to that. You know, when someone loses a child, you know, they're pregnant, pregnancy, a lot of people, I think when it comes to grief in general, but even that form of grief, expect people just to get over and move on because they can't relate. It wasn't them from the workplace to the other family members or whatever. uh, There's like sometimes there's no compassion or patience in a person's grief would you agree with that? You're 100% right. And mm. I've been to the perinatal infant loss group, and it is extremely touching. Mm. Um, I, I say it's an hour, an hour and a half that's both heartbreaking and heartwarming because mm. those men and women come together during that time and really talk and cry and laugh. And they talk about people who just say, just get over it. It was just yeah. a pregnancy. You'll have another baby. Another baby mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Get over it. You already have a child. And really horrible things. Mm. And so they can talk to each other about it. And that's the power of, of group support is that when you have a peer saying to you, I know what you're going through because I've been there. And also I went through it last year and I'm here now. And I'm going to tell you that while it doesn't go away, it gets a little bit easier over time. And that's important for our participants to see too, because it's good to see people who have been in groups for a while and where they were then a year ago and where they are now. So we appreciate that. And it's almost like our group participants become facilitators without us training them to be facilitators because they have the hard knocks life, you know. Living through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, of of that grief. Is there, like, when someone starts going to, you know, um, the The meetings and stuff, the groups, Mm -hmm. is there a limit that they have to stop or can they just keep going until they feel like they've, they're okay to move forward. They can go for as long as they want. And that's something special about us. And also we aren't operating on a curriculum. So it's what's called an open group, Mm -hmm. meaning that somebody can come at any point during the year. They don't have to wait until a particular date to come. So there is no limit. And whether that's, you know, they want to come for, we ask people to try it for at least four groups. Mm -hmm. The first group oftentimes is really difficult. And we tell people, you don't have to say anything, but introduce yourself and say who you're there to remember and that's Mm. it and you can listen the whole time that's a big difference with therapy so when people go to therapy you're expected to talk yeah you're not supposed to just listen to your therapist listen if they'd like exactly and that's Mm. very healing just to listen to other people and then take that in and when you're ready then you start speaking so there's definitely no limit at all 
Because a lot of people, when they're going through grief, feel like they're by themselves and nobody can relate to what they're feeling. So the fact that they can just, even if they're not ready to speak up, they can just sit there and listen to other people tell stories and what they're going through, they can like relate because they're like, wow, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's so, that's so good. So let's talk about like when, or like where are you guys based? Because you have online, but what if they want to go in person? Like what is the form of the in-person groups and Um, what days, like the schedule of it? I'm glad you asked that question. So the online groups are every week and they're Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we're actually about to look at Thursday. Also, also, they're always Mm -hmm. in the evening. For in person, what we have been doing is we work with our partner sites throughout the three counties Mm -hmm. and that's where our training comes in. So we train individuals and the idea is, is that throughout the three counties, we hope to have one day, my goal, hundreds of support groups throughout. Mm -hmm. And so what we tell people is just call our intake line let them know what is it you're interested in we also do something else and this is something i introduce and i with in line with where i came from because my past job i came from the school system and it's really difficult to get someone to go to a grief support group as you can imagine yeah to make that first call i'm fine i'm good i don't need to go to (laughs) exactly so what we try to do is we are in the community a lot we are at community events health fairs school back to school events uh we are all over the community because what we want to do is we i call it grief light Mm -hmm. so we'll do a pop-up event for example we have one later this month with miami children's museum and we'll bring Mm -hmm. our art and music therapy out we'll do activities so people get used to us in the community Mm -hmm. and they see us in person because maybe they're not ready for a group but they're okay doing an an activity that supports grief and healing and so those events are all the time Every week. Mm-hmm. And we're always encouraging. So I'm glad when people uh, listen to here and they can call us and tell mm-hmm. us we're having an event and we, we want you there. Because when we go out and we're able to get that information to the community, mm-hmm. that's more likely for them to follow up with groups. Mm-hmm. And it's a little less of a stigma. The first time they see us out in the community, like, yeah. who are you? Mm-hmm. And then by the second, third time, they're more comfortable. And then they might start coming to groups. You know, um, also, like, I feel like social media, watching the news There's just so much hard news being shown, loss being shown, whether it be because of a tornado passing through or a violent crime or just so much stuff that adds to whatever that person's going through. I mean, how do you guys discuss just the outside elements of the world besides you know, having the elements that you're personally going through. That that comes up a lot. It's a fantastic question because Mm -hmm. in in South Florida, just as an example, in the last decade, we had the the horrific tragedy at Parkland with Martyr Stillman Douglas. And Mm -hmm. then we had the horrific tragedy in Surfside when the building collapsed. And it was all over the news, not just locally, but nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we have a, we have a, a, an article in English, Spanish and Creole. In fact, we have a lot of articles in English, Spanish and Creole Mm -hmm. about grief and loss. And it specifically talks to parents, to teachers, to children themselves on what to do in those circumstances and really how to take care of yourself. Because the primary goal after a loss is is really self-care. 
And okay. it's difficult to say that out loud because you're dealing with so, so much. And making sure everyone else is okay. And you have mm. to take time for yourself. And yeah. self-care is turning off the TV. It's not going on social media and seeing, you know, do they do they catch the person who shot my loved one? You know, mm-hmm. that's really, really could be detrimental to your own mental health. And you need to take those breaks. So we have uh, articles that are very easy that we make them short and mm-hmm. in, in the three languages. Mm-hmm. And and then what we do throughout the year is we provide free lunch and learns, mm-hmm. which are available to anyone. And they're during lunchtime. Those are for professionals. And then in the evenings, we actually do self-care activities, uh, again, for free. These are on Zoom, so people from all around South Florida can join. Mm-hmm. And, for example, we've done chair yoga. We've done dance therapy, breath work. And why we do that is because we say to people, just Take an hour with us yes. and just focus on yourself. On yourself and so that so you can important. be strong enough to help whoever else is your responsibility to help or that you feel the need yes. to help. I'm seeing here this this grief informed. What exactly does grief informed mean? It means that oftentimes people talk about trauma-informed, which Mm -hmm. in the last 10 years has become a very popular term, not just in mental health, but Mm -hmm. in the medical profession and education. And essentially grief-informed is is to make sure that everybody understands what it means to be grieving. Mm -hmm. Because you just said it before with perinatal infant loss, truly with all grief and loss, people are kind of like... Did you get over it yet? You know, yeah. you have a deadline for work and I need you to hurry up. That's yeah. not grief informed. Mm. So we started this training series, which is a four part series. And we've found it. In fact, at the end of December, I think we trained almost a thousand people in about a year and a half. That's awesome. And in South Florida. And the reason is that the becoming grief informed is so powerful because if you do not understand how to share with others about grief and loss, you're not going to be able to be the best employee, mom, teacher, fill in the blank that you can be. Uh, And this actually came from a very personal experience because my background, as I mentioned, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Mm -hmm. I started my career in the Chicago public schools working in largely gang-oriented communities. Mm, A lot of loss. I saw a lot of loss every day and believe it or not, Mm -hmm. I was never trained or educated on grief and loss as a social worker. And I've been practicing over 20 years. And then I came to Miami. I worked for Miami-Dade County Public Schools running the homeless department where Mm. I saw a lot more grief and loss Mm. and not even realizing that I was probably saying things that were harmful to students and parents because I was so focused on those basic needs of housing and shelter, which were really important. But grief is really important. Yeah. And and studies have shown, in fact, the U.S. Surgeon General released a study six months ago about the epidemic of loneliness and that that effect of loneliness and not, not working with others on any type of grief or loss or trauma can affect your physical health. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I came into CBC, I've been here about two plus years now, okay. is let's make sure that the community is grief informed so that people aren't making those mistakes. So oftentimes school counselors, when we start started the training would say to us, I actually will avoid a child who had a loss because I don't know what to say. Mm, the uncomfortableness of it all. And how horrible for that poor child. You know, you could be an eight-year-old child who had the significant loss and nobody knows to talk to you because it's not contagious. A loss is a loss. And so now if we now have that school counselor 
able to talk to that child, they're grief informed. It's a warm blanket around them to say, I can, I have some tools to be able to talk to that child. So that's grief informed. We're really proud of it. I love that. So, you know what? I see here that you guys have Plug Rockin' South Florida. Yeah. That's where you're going to be celebrating 25 years. It's happening Saturday, April 6th at Gulfstream Park, which is a perfect place. What exactly is that and what is it, it, it for? So Rock in South Florida is going to be our 25th anniversary, mm -hmm. and we are very excited to bring together all of our supporters, donors, and participants to come together and raise money, yes, but also to celebrate 25 years yes. of this important mission, because without CBC and the community, we wouldn't be able to send people to for that free support. So that's the main goal of, of our event. We hope people will be there. You can find information on our website, childbereavement.com. Org. And truly, we hope to be around for 25 plus more years in the I community. Know that's right, because grief, unfortunately, is constant because there's always death. It's the circle of life. Yes. Across every every zip code, across every community, it doesn't not affect anybody. Nationality, religion, culture. Yes. Grief is grief. Exactly. Loss is loss. You got it. You got it. So, again, I want all of you, we've been speaking this morning to Deborah Albo Steiger. She is the CEO of the Children's Bereavement Center, and they offer free gr grief support for adults, children. So I know it's called the Children's Bereavement Center, yep. but it's for entire families. If if you've suffered loss, regardless of health, violence, whatever the purpose is, loss is loss. If you're grieving right now, you can get free support and peer grief support groups and talking about it helps it get it out so you don't hold it in. So please, Deborah, give us again the number if they want, they're interested in getting more information, the website, if you're on social media, please let us know. Yes, thank you for that. So our number again is 888 988 Five four three eight, and you can reach out to us on social media at, at Miami CBC, and our website is childbereavement.org. That's childbereavement.org. And as you just pointed out, we do serve everyone ages four and up, and that's through our Lift from Loss Adults programming. So we're here for everybody. I just want to thank you, Deborah, and to the Children's Bereavement Center for everything that you do, because grief is such a heavy thing to carry, and if you don't get help for it. I mean, it's OK not to be OK. And you got to speak out and you got to talk about it to help heal. Healing is talking about it. So I just want to thank all of you for listening this Sunday morning. Make sure you contact if you're suffering from grief and or someone you know or love is suffering from grief. Let them get free grief support at the Children's Bereavement Center. Again, the number is 888-988-5438. Deborah, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning on a Sunday with such important information. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Your girl, Super Cindy, 99 Jams.